You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 14th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit about the Magic's coaching search, the latest on the coaching search, plus a review of some of the candidates that have begun to emerge very, very early on in the process, but we'll talk about uh, so some of the candidates, why I'm why I'm feeling more towards some candidates than others, and a reminder, of course, that we don't really know anything at this point anyway. We'll get to that, plus a review of the Denver Nuggets and their short playoff, or their, their quick ouster from the playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Aaron Gordon and and kind of what what he said, what his, what his playoffs really say about him and perhaps... Um, and perhaps some other things. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity on the podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows our team best. Want the lowdown on the Denver Nuggets? After tonight's game, check out Locked On Nuggets. Want to revel with the Phoenix Suns? Check out Locked On Suns. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search Revy Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 5 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. As we all know, Jeff Weltman tends to keep his cards very close to the vest when it comes to things involving uh, involving his decision-making and his thought processes. Uh, very rarely do we see leaks coming out of the Magic Camp, and typically when there is something leaked at this point, we assume that it is not coming from the Magic. Still, little bits of information do trickle out, and of course, we when, when, it's, when it's worth mentioning, we do mention it. So the biggest news of the weekend for the Orlando Magic, at least, was a report from Shams Charania that Becky Hammond, the assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs, will interview with both the Portland Trailblazers and the Orlando Magic, thus becoming the first person to have a rumored interview with the Magic. Previously, we had heard that, that the Magic were interested in Terry Stotts. We'd previously heard uh, from Hoops Hype that the Magic were interested perhaps in Ime Yudoka or in... Um, or in Darvin Ham, Emi Doka, an assistant with the Nets, Darvin Ham, an assistant with the Bucks. Um, there have been reported, in, you know, there's a, a report connecting the Magic to Clippers assistant Kenny Atkinson. There have been reports uh, like that all the time. Um, but Hammond is the first person confirmed, at least by a, a reputable reporter like James Trani of The Athletic, um, to have an interview with the Orlando Magic. Uh, to say the least, the prospect of Becky Hammond finally getting a head coaching job is historic. Um, you know, I, I don't think we should we should gloss over that. The fact that we are on the verge and have been for a while, and it, it seems like it's going to happen, just a matter of when, of the first woman head coach in the NBA. Uh, and obviously, uh, Becky Hammond. If you know, regardless of your feeling on you know not you know non NBA players being head coaches. Becky Hammond is as qualified as it comes. Uh, her honestly, the 
her qualifications are frankly unassailable. She is a 16-year WNBA player, six-time WNBA All-Star, a far more decorated player overseas where a lot of the women make more of their money. Um, she has been an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs since 2014. She she checks off all the boxes for requisite experience to be a head coach. Um, the question is, of course, you know, what vision does she bring to the team? Does she bring to the interviews? What vision does she have for her teams? How does she want to run her teams? And then can't she go out there and execute? Which is the same question that we would have for any single one of these uh, potential coaches. But former head coaching experience probably gives you a little bit of a certainty that they can accomplish those goals and accomplish those visions. You know, I I won't lie. You know, from everything that I understand, David Vanterpool is someone that I would be looking very closely. But David Vanterpool can't answer, you know, has the same questions about him that a Becky Hammond would have. And like I've said before, and I will continue to warn about this, we don't really know what assistant coaches do uh, for the most part. It varies from team to team. Um, their roles and responsibilities are very, very different. And more importantly, we don't know what assistant coaches, especially career assistant coaches, will do when they're put in the lead chair. My suspicion for the longest time, and I apologize if this is a little too paternalistic. I apologize if this is a little too, uh, you know, I'm trying to be very, 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 very aware of the words that I use and how I portray things, especially when it comes to the head coaching positions and to executive positions because um, it is undoubtedly an issue the NBA is trying to solve. It is undoubtedly an issue facing the NBA that this league needs more uh, more, uh, more diverse leaders. Um, you know, a, there's a lot of white men in, in front offices and a lot of white men in, in uh, as head coaches. So undoubtedly, you know, you want to pick the best person. I'm not saying that you should that you should only go based off of uh, off of you know race or gender or whatever. Um, but it is undoubtedly something that the league is is looking into, and and you, you do have to you know the people making the hiring, te- you know, and this is a this is a problem throughout society. The people making the hiring tend to hire people that look look like them. That that's that's unfortunate. That's an unfortunate reality, and it's something that you have to be conscious of to kind of make the step to say, okay, let me think a little bit outside of myself here. I'm so I, I'm saying all this to get to this point that I have the feeling that Becky Hammond is out there trying to pick the right job for her to succeed. Um, my my gut, in, you know, like again, my logical instinct is saying Becky Hammond knows the huge responsibility that she bears um, as potentially the first head co- first female head coach. Um, I'm sure Kara Lawson and Don Staley, who also appear to be getting some interest from the NBA as well. Kara Lawson was an assistant with the Boston Celtics. She recently just took the head coaching job at Duke. Um, I believe Don Staley was with the Wizards. I want to say I'm not a hun- I'm not I'm, I'm blanking on exactly who she she was with, but um, she's also been a very accomplished college coach as well. Um, but um, but I, I get the feeling that that Hammond especially has been kind of waiting for the right opportunity for a team that's been ready made for her to succeed almost. Um, so I. I I would love for Becky Hammond to coach the Magic. I was a huge fan of hers when she played in the WNBA. I'm still a huge fan of hers and, and everything that she brings to the table with her experience, especially uh, with Popovich. Um, you know, this isn't Jacques Vaughn. You know, like Jacques Vaughn had two years as an assistant coach before he became a head coach. Becky Hammond has seven. She is far more experienced than Jacques Vaughn. But coming to a rebuild is very, very difficult. Um, and it is tough for, you know, there's always going to be a young coach that's going to jump at the chance, but. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it is tough 
for any coach to come into this situation uh, and expect to have success. Um, you know, honestly, and I, I, I don't think I'm crazy to say this, the coach to Magic hire this year is probably going to get the team to the doorstep, but it's not going to get them through the door. Um, you know, you look at Brett Brown, he was fantastic. He absorbed all those losses, kept the Sixers growing in the right direction when they finally got some talent. He was able to get them into the playoffs, but really no further than that. Uh, Lloyd Pierce took all the losses for the Hawks. When they finally invested in that team to win, he couldn't get them to win. They turned to Nate McMillan, who's you know a proven winning coach. That's just kind of how these things go. Um, so I get I, I don't know if Orlando's the right job for Becky Hammond. I would love for her to be the coach of the Orlando Magic. I, I think that she'd be a really strong coaching candidate. Maybe she would be the person that that breaks all those trends and kind of grows with the team and, and and takes them beyond. But I don't know if that's exactly the right job for her. That's the right job for her, the job that she's actually looking to to do. Um, again, that's up to her. I'm glad she's getting an interview. Get her, give her an interview. If she's the best candidate, give her the job. I'm not saying the Magic should shy away from her. I'm saying she should shy away from the Magic, um, if anything, on that. But really good news to see that 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 Hammond is getting interviews. Um, you know, obviously there's only four open jobs right now, so she's getting interviews for two of them. It's a pretty good. That's you know at least a decent chance that she'll she'll be in the running for one of them. Um, you know, the Magic are obviously I think still in the early stages of their um, of their interview process. Um, I don't think. You know, I think they're starting to... I mean, it's A, I'm surprised that the Magic are bringing people in for interviews this early in the process. Um, you know, I would have expected them to wait maybe a little bit, maybe more serious interviews after the draft combine. Um, but, it, you know, again, it does appear the Magic have moved on to the stage where they've got a list of candidates. They're starting to reach out to people that they want to interview and they're bringing them in for interviews. Um, that's obviously a good sign and that Hammond's on that list is, is fantastic. Uh, again, I think Hammond will be a fantastic coach. I'm really eager to see her be a coach coach of an NBA team, I think Orlando would be, uh, I think that Orlando would be happy to have her. I'd be happy to have her. Um, but I don't know if this is the right spot for her. I don't know if it's the spot that quite that she's looking for. And that might ultimately be what matters in the end. I want to go over some of the other coaching candidates um, and, and, and kind of the early flavor of where we're at in the coaching search uh, coming up here in a minute. We'll talk about that plus uh, the Denver Nuggets and the NBA playoffs here in just a moment. But first, you're the hiring expert for your company. The Magic are trying to hire a new coach. You're trying to hire whatever you need. And so what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview, all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. You've heard me talk about Built Bar. 
You know about the nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone when you grab a built Bar. It's not your typical protein bar. It's not those kind of meal replacement bars. It's not even something like, like you see in the supermarket where the bars don't quite taste like, they're saying, like they say they will. You always know when you're eating a, a protein bar, don't you? That's not the case with built Bar. It's not just that. It's also low calorie. This isn't a meal replacement bar. This is a true supplement, true snack bar to help give you that little protein energy boost to get you through your day. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs. A few of them have a little bit more, bump you up to 18 grams of protein, but all still less than 200 calories, only 180 calories in some of those higher-end bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So where do we stand right now in the coaching search? Um, it's obviously just been a week since, uh, since Steve Clifford and the Magic parted ways. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's a little early to be honing in on specific candidates. And so while we've had some, some rumors and some names attached to the Magic, we are, or we should be, nowhere near a decision point. Like I laid out last week, um, I would suspect that the Magic are going to begin kind of finalizing their list, uh, or they've probably spent this first week kind of finalizing the list of people they want to interview, the first round of interviews. They'll probably try and schedule those first round of interviews and maybe complete a few of them this week. Probably put a lot of it on pause next week when they head to the NBA Draft Combine. Maybe do one or two more next week. And then really hone in and get serious about the kind of candidates uh, that they want to bring in for interviews or bring in for the second round of interviews, which sometimes do include the owner, do include Alex Martins and, and ownership. Um, bring them in over the, the weeks after uh, the, the NBA draft combine and after the NBA draft lottery. And certainly, like I argued as well, the NBA draft lottery is going to be a selling tool for the Orlando Magic. Once that pick is in place, the kind of coaches that might be interested in them and, and kind of the details of what this job is going to entail are going to be so much clearer. Um, so I would not expect the Magic to hire a new coach until possibly July 4th week weekend, um, maybe the week after July 4th. So sometimes between sometime between July 5th and probably July uh, July 15th, probably somewhere in that 10-day window, is when we'll see the Magic hire their new coach. And of course, the NBA draft is on July 29th because you do. I think you do want the new coach to be part of the draft process, even just a little bit, even though even if you know coaches aren't. A final say, you do want the coach to be able to say, I can use this player. This is a player that I can I can I can take care of. Uh, or I or or, or or player that fits their vision, especially kind of second round picks and role players as well. So there there's still you still want the coach in place uh, at least a few weeks, if not more, before the NBA draft. Um so again, we're still at this very, very early stage of of of, of the magic looking for a head coach. And so it's it's a little unfair to hone in on specific candidates. And, and like I said, you know, it's very possible that the, the person the Magic hire is not even someone we're considering at this point. Um, Again, NBA people know more about assistant coaches and know more about what goes into coaching than we do. Um, You know, certainly we work off of the information that we have, you know, some of the testimonials that come out. Like I could sit here and say, you know, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum really like David Vanderpool. That's a pretty good endorsement for me. But very clearly, he hasn't been able to get an inter- he hasn't been able to get a job yet, despite several interviews. Um, and and again, I think it's I think there are several reasons for that, and some of it is 
a structural problem in the NBA. But um, I, I think that I think that there's a reason for that too that isn't quite clear to the public. And 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 so you know I don't want to make any clear conclusions. For me, right now, um, you know, I, I, after talking with some fan with some fans, kind of getting the lay of the land and kind of thinking about things too. Um, I would be probably most intrigued with Kenny Atkinson, uh, the LA Clippers assistant coach. He was the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets when they started their rebuild. I remember watching some of those early Nets teams and just being so impressed with how hard they played. Um, And obviously Atkinson did a really good job fostering that team from a deep rebuild team to a playoff team. They were never able to get over the hump. Some of that was talent. And then he struggled to kind of manage the superstar uh, uh, personalities. Um, with Kyrie Irving in place and, and Kevin Durant coming coming up behind him, uh, to the point where he left left that team. Um, you know, again, that's that, I think that's that might be something unique. He just never gelled well with Kyrie Irving, and that's kind of what happens when you do uh, when you play the free agent game. They tend to have a little bit more power, perhaps. Um, so, I think that I think that Atkinson has you know he's sort of like Steve Clifford. When the Magic hired Steve Clifford. They wanted a coach that would take a young veteran team and teach them how to win, kind of build that foundation. And that's exactly what he did. He, he repeated the success that he had in his previous stop. If the Magic went after Kenny Atkinson, they'd be essentially doing the same thing, trying to get a coach to repeat the success that he had at a previous stop. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think some head coaching experience isn't a bad thing. I think who, you know if the Magic do hire... Um, a, new, a first-time head coach. I think it's really important that he has a, an experienced assistant coach or a coach, uh, an experienced head coach as an assistant coach, um, just to kind of have that base, um, just to make sure that you know they're 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 uh, kind of implementing things the right way. Um, it's almost like a, 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 a you know an apprenticeship in in some respects because being a head coach is very very different from being an assistant coach, and I think that that experience is really really valuable. But Again, is Kenny Atkinson ready to go through another rebuild? Is that what he wants? You know, again, the issue with Steve Clifford, Steve Clifford's been great at rebuilding teams. The issue with Steve Clifford is he wants to win games. He wants to get out of the first round. He wants to prove that he can take a team beyond that stage. And obviously, this Magic team is going to be a little ways away from doing that. You you don't want to kind of be stuck and pigeonholed as a certain type of coach. Um, I, I would think Atkinson would want a team that's a little bit more ready-made to win. Having said that, if the Magic draft the right guy, if the Magic get the right pick, um, perhaps that could convince someone to take take a chance on the Magic. That's why I think the assistant crop is is the best crop for the Magic. And again, I, I, like I said, I think Becky Hammond would be great. I, I had her third on my power rankings uh, for the coaching spot, and some of that is because we do have a rumor connecting her to the Magic in some in some way. And, and I think Becky Hammond would be a fantastic choice for the Orlando Magic. I think she would do a really good job for this team, especially with all the point guards they have, having a point guard like her as 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 a head coach would be a huge boost. I'm a big David Vanterpool fan too. I I, I do take what Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum said uh, with a lot of a lot of faith. Um, you know, he was a lead assistant in Portland for a long time. Their offense was really good. Even in Minnesota, their their offense was fine. I mean, they, they had a lot of injuries, obviously, but he's kind of a I, I view him as as a potentially advanced offensive coach as well. But other names I would keep an eye on that that aren't getting as much buzz and were kind of dismissed a little bit. Ime Yadoka, the assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets, he's or he's been uh, he's been a really good. I mean, he's been a he's been a coach in waiting for a long time. He was part of the San Antonio Spurs coaching tree. Um, you know, played most prominently with the Spurs, was an assistant for them with a long for a long time. 
has kind of bounced around the league. He went with Brett Brown to Philadelphia before hopping on with Steve Nash. Um, Yudoka is a, is a, was a grinder as a player. Uh, I'd be interested. I mean, I'd be more curious what his ideas are as a head coach, but I keep an eye on him. And uh, and and Darvin Ham, who's also been connected to the Magic, he's been kind of Mike Budenholzer's right hand man for a while. He's been knocking on the door to be a head coach too. Another grinder as a player, um, who you know has put in a lot of work as a head coach. Um, Darvin Ham was in a was a head coach in the G League, um, uh, for for a few years before joining on with Mike Budenholzer's staff. And and I think that he'd be he'd be an interesting hire too. Again, those two names I don't think are quite as prestigious as some of the other names. You know, they, they haven't been bounced around as much. But um, Ime Yudoka actually, I think, interviewed for the Magic job in 2018, I want to say. So um, it's not that the Magic don't have any familiarity with them. Again, I want to stress this. We're still so early in the process, so I can throw out all these names to you. <clears throat> but um, but right now, we just don't know very much. And so I'm, I want to be very, very careful and very, very clear about that. Right now, I think we're at the stage of let's just gather names. Let's just gather potential candidates. Let's think about um, about who could be the head coach, and then the interview. Pro- and if I'm Magic, the interview process then plays itself out. Then you get these guys in the chair. What are your ideas? How do you want this team to play? What do you think of our talent? What do we need to add? You know, you know, we have this draft pick. What would you use it on? What what skills do you emphasize? You know, these are the que- you know, I'm sure beyond that. How would you manage an assistant coaching staff? What responsibilities would they give you? What how what what would you do to help foster the development of this young roster? A lot of questions. This this is going to be a comprehensive interview. Um, you know, we have this new training facility opening opening up. What do you want to see inside that training facility? Uh, what tools do you need? What tools would you want to make sure are in this training facility? You know, things really like things like that are going to be questions that I think Jeff Weltman's going to be asking and again. We're still at the early stages, early stages, and you know how those questions are answered, how um, how they present, what vision they have for the team. That's what's going to ultimately get them the job because they're, they're, if they're getting the interview, their qualifications have already been vetted. Um, you know, I know a lot of fans have been high on Chauncey Phillips. I, I think he'd be a fine coach too. I'm not against hiring Chauncey Phillips. I, I get the feeling Chauncey Phillips is going for some uh, bigger fish. Um, you know, Phillips. I believe the Magic went after him in 2016 uh, when they hired Frank Vogel, but um, I think Phillips is going to be chasing some bigger fish at the end of the day. I, I don't see him going to the Magic either. Um, so again, early, early stages of the coaching search. Just wanted to give that update and give a sense of where we might stand with some of these candidates. Um, but obviously, a lot more to go. We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and Aaron Gordon and his flame out against the Phoenix Suns coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. 
Undoubtedly, there are some schadenfreude as the Denver Nuggets bowed out of the NBA playoffs with an ignominious four-game sweep to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Aaron Gordon, you know, again, I think fans overreacted a little bit to it, but Aaron Gordon did not ingratiate himself to Magic fans with some of the words that he said upon his arrival in Denver about how, you know, he said essentially, you know, how playing in Denver, playing on a team that had a lot to play for, um, you know, had, you know, the, the talent to put him in a role where he could focus on what he was good at, perhaps, um, how that, you know, would allow him to play his hardest. Um, and, and I you know, honestly, I didn't take much offense to it. I, I saw it as him ingratiating himself to, to a new fan base. Um, you know, I, I don't think he ever disliked his time in Orlando. I think, you know, I think it would not surprise me if he keeps uh, at least some presence here. He's done a lot for the city. Um, but undoubtedly, it was kind of a reminder of how the Magic were never able to unlock him. And, you know, kind of further to that, you know, even last week as the, the Nuggets beat the Blazers, you know, Kendrick Perkins and others in the national media have highlighted how much Aaron Gordon looks like he can be a helpful player, how playing him in this role, limiting his offense offense, and having him work off the ball as a cutter, as a slasher, as a defender, has really unlocked him and proven him to be a really great player for the playoffs, essentially. To which Magic fans, slightly annoyed, said, no duh, we've been saying that forever. And while the Magic certainly had hopes that he could develop into a star, once it was clear that wasn't who he was going to be, the Magic just could not try to use him this way, and either Gordon didn't want to play that way, or the Magic were, didn't have the talent to play him that way. No one here is going to sit here and debate that Aaron Gordon's situation in Orlando is better than it was in Denver. In Denver, Gordon is the third or fourth option on offense at all times. He has guys who are clearly better than him, that he clearly has to you know, kind of lower his offensive game to, and he has the ability to focus on the defensive end, which is still his best skill at the point of attack. He played fantastic defense against Damian Lillard in the first round of the playoffs. But the second round of the playoffs exposed him once again. Uh, and, and for Aaron Gordon, this is going to be another inflection point. After his first round series against the Toronto Raptors in 2019, where he led the team in scoring, and at various times looked like the best player on the Magic, the one player on the team that could become the star the Magic would need, Gordon never hit that level again. Magic fans waited for Gordon to put all the pieces together to focus on what he would need to do to be an efficient scorer, an efficient facilitator. And it seemed like with every step forward he took, he took another step back. And the Magic were just treading water because Gordon was the one guy who could take them further than they were before. Magic fans put a lot of faith in Aaron Gordon. He just frankly never became the star the team needed. That was abundantly clear throughout the course of the season. I guess this will be his player evaluation too. The Magic asked a lot of Aaron Gordon, probably far more than they should have, given his talent. But Gordon never delivered either. Gordon never took that step forward. And at a certain point, it became, yes, he's still young, but he's been in the league a long time. If he's not going to get it, he's never going to get it. And that's exactly what happened. Look, if Gordon were healthy in the 2020 playoffs, he would have gotten that second playoff trip last year. He might have performed admirably again. He would have been the, a future player going up against Giannis Antetokounmpo. He would have had a lot of those offensive opportunities. And the Magic played the Bucks tougher than I think a lot of people remember. 
They just lacked the talent to compete long-term. And if Gordon were there, maybe things would have turned out a little bit different. Giving the Magic another offensive weapon and another body to throw at Giannis. Um, but Gordon never took that step. And while the Magic asked a lot, again, they made him a point guard for various points of the season, Gordon never rose to the challenge. When he arrived in Denver, he, he started to. He accepted that role. He played great in that secondary role. But the, here's the thing about the playoffs. The playoffs always expose all your weaknesses. The playoffs always make clear where you have to be better. They reveal your potential as well, but they show where you have to get better. In 2019, Gordon showed that he could be a, a top defender. Showed that he could, maybe, become a better offensive player with more efficient shooting. And what were the lessons that he took from that? His defense progressively took steps back. He was, I mean, he, he always seemed engaged in big games, but day-to-day was a struggle with Aaron Gordon. It never seemed like he could be consistent for what the Magic needed. His offense never truly got back there either. He never became a reliable scorer. His offense always seemed to be a bonus. And it turns out, when the Nuggets got to the second round, when Aaron Gordon got deeper into the playoffs in series that matter, with, yes, an undermanned Nuggets team, they asked him to step up. They asked him to do more. His offense disappeared. He scored just seven points on two-for-seven shooting in the loss on Sunday night to the Phoenix Suns, the loss that ended his season. The question for Aaron Gordon, the spotlight was on him, and in the first round, he did some great things, no doubt about it. In the second round, second round, he shriveled from that spotlight. In the second round, that spotlight became too bright, and the inconsistencies that made, that made Gordon's time in Orlando a struggle made it a struggle in the playoffs. So the question that Aaron Gordon is being asked, the same question he has been seemingly asked every summer, is are you going to get better? Are you going to put all the pieces together that made you such a talented player, really since since middle school, that made him the fourth overall pick, that made him at various points a a, a player the Magic believed could become an all-star? Are you going to finally put all those pieces together now that you're supposedly in a better playing environment for you? Or are we going to be doing the same song and dance, the same inconsistency, the same struggles, the same frustrations, looking at a player that everyone knows should be a whole lot better, but just isn't rising to the occasion? It's obviously not the Magic's problem anymore. The Magic finally reach a conclusion that Gordon's not going to get there. Our investment, our time, our development energy is better placed elsewhere. Now the Nuggets have to answer and figure out what to do with Aaron Gordon because they got the whole gamut of Aaron Gordon in just 20, 25 games. Yes, as I, as I often say, I've, I quote the, the Ian Malcolm line from The Lost World. Ah, yes. First, there's the ooing and the aahing, then the running and the screaming. That's kind of the Aaron Gordon experience right now. Not the Magic's problem anymore. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Don't forget to check out the Locked on Today podcast while you're there today on the Locked on Today podcast. Can the Clippers follow in the Bucks' footsteps and even their series with the Utah Jazz? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Kaylee Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.